verse John chapter 4, 14 through 7, 21. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Father, amen. Amen. Precious Lord, thank you this morning. Thank you, Father God, for saving us, filling us with your spirit, giving us the desire to even want to come into church, giving us a love that's fearless, a love that's bold, a love that's courageous, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, now usually when I wake up on Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock, 10 to 7, 6.30, I'm usually at the desk, and, and I'll start working over the sermon. Taking some stuff out, adding some stuff. That's why you will see the, my, my, my notes. I have little sticky notes all around it. You see I only have one sticky note this morning because they call me and I only got one sticky note down. So it may be a little scattered. I may be a little scattered because I'm trying to be structured, but we're going to get through it because verse 17 says, Herein is love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. But before I get to verse 17, look at verse number number 14. There's a big word in there that, that, that I kind of got stuck on this morning and I was working on that word. It says, and we have seen and do testify. Okay. And now I was listening as I was coming here. So I said, get Sylvia up. Let her, let her testify. Let her say something. Okay. I know she always got something to say. At least on Wednesday nights in Sunday school. So I say, put Sylvia up and, you know, she give me that little, that little cushion of time I need when she was testifying. And I heard us talk about telling folks about Jesus. Okay, you don't, have to, you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to have all these letters behind your name to tell somebody about Jesus. It's real simple. Okay, it's real simple. You know what? Jesus saved me. And he's still saving folks. For by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not by works. Does any man should boast? Greatest testimony you can have. But herein is love made perfect. We talked about that last week. The perfect love of God. God's love, God's love perfects us. And, and, And what it does, what he says perfects us, makes us strong. 
It gives us courage. It gives us wisdom. And it, 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 we, we live in his grace and his mercy. And when we walk in his grace and his mercy and his love, and we love one another, and we love our brethren, guess what? That day, the Bible says, we may have boldness. Okay? That day we may have boldness because we have walked in God's perfect love. What does his love do? What does his love do? God, God's love, when you talk about made perfect, God's love prepares us, this is important, to stand before God with confidence. Okay? Let me say that again. Because one day we're going to have to stand before God. Amen. One day we're going to have to stand before God. I think somewhere, I think Paul said in second in, in Philippians 2, he says, every knee shall bow. One of the verses we love to, to talk about and we talk about a lot of funerals is Hebrews 9.27. He said it is appointed unto man. What? Once to die and after that to judgment. I think there, there's not a greater call on a pastor or a minister or a Christian's life in, is to prepare your people to stand before God. Amen. I, I remember when, when I was in seminary and going to college, one of the most terrifying things for a lot of folks, myself too, is having that final exam. And what made it so terrifying is that when you're in college, you don't always prepare for it. Okay? You don't always prepare for it. And, and it don't matter whether you prepare it or not. That, that curriculum tells you when that final exam is going to be taken. Okay? But when you prepare, when you prepared, you might arrive in class early because you prepared. And there's not an answer on that test that you haven't prepared for. And that is what we do as a Christian, as, we, as believers. We want to be prepared. We want to stand before God with a perfect love. A love that's prepared, okay? A love that frees us from the fear of judgment. You, you, you ever... You ever you ever watch people that been on trial? Have never been on trial. You may even know some people that's been on trial, and 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 they hired them a nice judge. I mean, a hired them a nice attorney, and 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 they don't know attorney client privileges. Even the parents, sometimes the parents and all the loved ones don't know if this person is really guilty or innocent. He may say, "Mama, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Brother, I didn't do it. I didn't do it." But until that verdict is read. There's a nervousness. There's a nervousness in, in everybody. Okay? And then if that if that judge says not guilty, there's joy in that family. There's a there's a release, there's a joy, there's a there's there's exuberance in the air. Okay? We don't have to do that. As believers, when we stand before the Lord, the Bible said we can stand. And boldness. We can stand in boldness. Why? Why? Because we have an advocate, the Bible says. The Bible says we have an advocate that is with the Father. Okay? So, 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 so our, our advocate is working with the judge. It, it, it just ain't right. It really just ain't right. Okay? Because there's no, there's no chance that we're going to be found guilty. 
Because our attorney is the son of the judge. Ain't that something? Let, let, me, let me see if I can find that scripture. I wrote it down. Let me see if I can find that scripture because sometimes they speak. He says this. He says, my little children, that's who we are. These things write I unto you that you sin not. Think about this now. But if any man sin, we will. Okay? See, we, see Satan wants you to believe that if you sin, you know, you just useless. Okay? You just useless. There's God, God has going to abandon you, whatever. That ain't what the first scripture says. Okay? See, everything, everything has for the believer has to start, with, start and finish with scripture. Okay? My little children, these things right under you that you said not. That would be the ideal. I, I mean, when I just start my week off tomorrow, I want to have a real sinless week. Amen. I never be my goal, you know. And then, and then, and, you know, if I get, once I get into Monday, and I say, well, you know, I can keep my sins under ten. Okay, if I can sin less than ten times this week, and then once, you know, once I get to Tuesday or Wednesday, then you know, maybe if I can sin less than twenty times this week. <laughs> okay, I'm working this thing out. But then at the end of the week, I'm like, woo. If I look back, all my sins of thought, um, you know, sins of what? Omission and commission. You know, I might be up to 100. Guess what? Guess what? I did the best I could. Okay, I can't. You know, I, you know even, even, even riding, riding back here, you know, I said a few times, people was driving slow, you know, and they getting on my nerves. I said, I got somewhere to go. Y'all like, y'all ain't got nowhere to go. I got somewhere to go. Okay. Sunday drivers. Sunday drivers out there. <laughs> Trailers and pulling boats and stuff. I, I got to get to church. Okay. <laughs> so, so if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteousness. Let me give you another verse. Let me give you another verse. It says, it, it, it doesn't matter what you charge me with. You don't get charged with some stuff in this world. Satan, Satan is called, one of his names is called what? The accuser of the brother. So you, you can live, you can have the perfect week. If that's even possible, Satan will accuse you of something. But watch what the word of God says in Hebrews 7.25. He said, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come Unto God by him. Watch this. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercessions for them. God died for our sins. And he lives today to make intercession for us. Okay. So I step up in the, in the courtroom. I don't, I, I don't have no visible judge. I don't have no visible attorney, rather. But I can say like Peter. Peter said, who has gone on to heaven? Here's, 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 here's my attorney. He has gone on to heaven, 1 Peter 3.22, and is on the right hand of God. Okay? Angels and authorities and powers, all this stuff down here, being made subject unto him. That's, a, that's, the, that's living your best life. That's living your best life now, okay? So you can, you can have you can have Johnny Cochran, F. Lee Bailey, the Kardashians. See, a lot of people don't know the Kardashians made their money 
as attorneys. Their fathers were high-powered attorneys out in California. Oh, they knew how to work a jury. They knew how to work a jury. They had money. They can, they can buy them some jurors. They can buy them some judges. They can buy them some witnesses. They can get some kickbacks. They own all the judges. And, and still, you had a nervousness when, you, when that verdict was getting ready to be read. So God said, we don't have to have no nervousness when our verdict is going to be read because we already know what it's going to say. Not Guilty. Amen. Okay? We'd be, we be like we be like the woman. Remember Jesus was teaching. And, 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 and the Pharisees came with the woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. Okay? And all the religious folks, all the religious folks, all the church folks, they came and they got big old stones. See, a lot of times we think they we think we think when they was gonna stone somebody, they had little stones. No, 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 no. They had big stones. Big stones, big stones, big, probably, you, know, you just you can barely pick them up. You know, the ladies on the ground, you barely pick them up and drop it on their head. They weren't going for her legs or nothing. They were going for the kill shots. Okay? Okay? And watch what happens. They coming. They're accusing her. Caught her in the very act. But they didn't know that they had brought her to her judge for her to be delivered. See? And see, sometimes, sometimes God don't work like we think he should, he working. So they brought this woman to the judge of the world. Okay. And they all full of sin themselves. What a, what a, what an indictment. Amen. The Bible says, and I've covered this many times in verse eight of John eight. He says, and he stooped down and wrote on the ground and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the elders until the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none of none but the woman. He said unto her, woman, where are those dying accusers, them devils? Have no man condemned thee? And she said, no man. Watch this though. Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Okay? But if you sin, because see, some folks are twist that all up. Well, see, when she left, she never sinned again. Let me tell you something. That ain't, she sinned some more. But she had something when she sinned this time that she didn't have the first time. She had an advocate with the Father. See? And, 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 and so when we start talking about this, 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 this boldness and we talk about this courage and, and, and we not to be fearful. Let me tell you something. Every time, every once in a while, the greatest men and women in the Bible needed a good Holy Ghost kick in the behind. Okay? A Holy Ghost kick in the rear end. How about that? How about that? Remember, remember Zacharias. It was his time to go into the holies, holies. And then somebody was saying it the other day. He had the little rope on him and everything. And he went in. And he went into the holies of holies. And, 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 and he went in there with doubt. And he went in there with fear. Okay? In Luke chapter, chapter 1. I'm going to talk about some of these folks. God had to kick in the butt. And it says, then there appeared an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of the incense. That's where he, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was in there. Zacharias was in there. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, watch this. 
God didn't give us what? Uh-uh, he didn't give us a spirit of fear. You can't walk into God's presence as the high priest of that day and, 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 and not be right with God. Okay. And the angel said to, to Zacharias, fear not, Zacharias, for, for thy prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. How about that? God answered his prayer. He didn't believe him. Zacharias was praying that his wife of old age would have a child and he doubted whether God could do it. Okay. And thou shall have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth. Who, who did he give birth to? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Same chapter in verse number one. You know, much as I love Mary, Mary, Mary needed a, a little kick too. See, sometimes we need a little kick, all right? Sometimes we get a little complacent. Sometimes we get a little complacent, and, and we need God to say, you know, I think you just need a little kick, okay? I, 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 think, I think this morning, you know, I called call Jeremy. I said, Jeremy, you, you got to teach this class. You know, a little, little kick, you know? This is a team thing. Amen. This is a team thing. And the show must go on. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep these doors open. And and, and sometimes, you know, Thomas, Thomas need a little kick. He's a little bigger than Jeremy. He might need a bigger kick, but you know, it's like, it's like, you know, he, he. I know I needed a kick. Every once in a while, I still need a kick. You know what? You you ain't you ain't you ain't studying like you used to. You ain't working like you used to. You ain't, you ain't, you, you, you losing, you know, you losing your, your, your energy. And I get those, those zeal. I get those little, I get those little conversations with God. Don't think you by yourself. Okay. Here's, here's Mary. Watch this. Watch this. Here's Mary. The, 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 the let me just read it. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Here's Mary. And every woman of that time would have known that Jesus was coming. And he was going to be born of a virgin. Okay? And most likely Mary was praying to, to God, if, if you choose to use me, I'm available. And when God showed up in the person of angel Gabriel and said, Mary, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. She knew what he meant. She knew what he meant. Don't, don't, don't underestimate the knowledge of these folks that God used. God, God, God used them and they knew the word of God. They knew, they knew the word of God. Mary knew the word of God. And when she saw him, watch this now. She was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind, what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, oh, it's big, Mary. It's big. He says, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. She knew what he meant then. She knew what he meant then. Watch this. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. What was, what was, who was Mary? Who was Mary engaged to? David. And David had came out of the genealogy of Judah. 
Jairus. Remember Jairus? Remember Jairus? Showed up on the scene. He showed up on the scene right at the end where the woman with the issue of blood was, was, was being delivered and was being healed. And Jairus shows up. Ruler of the synagogue. Putting everything on the line. He was putting everything on the line by coming to Jesus. Because the word had already went out. If you worked in the synagogue and you was a member of the synagogue, and if you acknowledged that Jesus Christ was Savior and it was all powerful, you'd be kicked out of the synagogue. Jairus putting everything on the line. We need some folks that will put everything on the line. Jairus was coming and he was putting everything on the line. Okay? Boy, oh boy. And, and, and Jesus wrapping up this with the, with the woman, he says, under her daughter be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. You would think Jairus seeing all this would have, would have been encouraged by it. He would have been empowered by it. And while he yet spake. Luke 8, 40, 49. And while he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of of the synagogue's house saying wait a minute wait a minute thy daughter is dead trouble not the master what's happening there Jairus has traveled this long distance to bring his issues before Jesus and somebody following him probably I have no idea how they got there at the same time Jairus did they must have been really humping and they was trying to get Jairus attention saying, your daughter's already dead don't waste your time. How about that? How about that? Y'all you know, know last week they called me? They called me. Another, another caller. Man's dying. The man is dying. He's on his deathbed, Pastor. You got to get down here. He got about an hour and a half left. Still here today. I plan on seeing him tomorrow. See, 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 God is in. While he yet spake, Jairus had been had started was starting a conversation with Jesus. There cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying unto him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. And when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Talking to Jairus, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Watch Jesus. See, I, 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 I just keep telling y'all over and over and over. And, you know, I got this Jesus in my mind. I got this Jesus in my mind. He bad. Okay. He don't take no stuff. You know, and, and, and he just bad. Militant. Tough. See, I got a tough guy, Jesus. A lot of, I, don't think a lot of, I don't think a lot of preachers got a tough guy, Jesus. I got a tough guy, Jesus. Okay. I, I don't think I could do this if I thought Jesus was soft and wimpy. Okay, because I can't follow that. I need, I need a tough Jesus. I need a tough Jesus. Watch Jesus. Watch Jesus. And when he came to the house, he suffered no man to go in, say Peter, James, and John, and the father uh, and the mother of the maiden. Watch this. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. Watch this now. See, see, some people have a hard time with this. Just, you know, and he put them all out. He put them all out. I, I, and I don't think he just, I don't think, I don't think he went, y'all No, I think he put them out the same way he did in the temple when he turned over and started flipping tables. 
I believe he, I, I believe he put them out. Okay? Because there would have been a lot of them. Now, he didn't have no pepper spray and all that. He just put them out with the power of God. He put them out. And he put them out. The Bible says he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, May rise. Watch this now. And the spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and, and he commanded to give her meat. That's the God you serve. That's the God you serve. And every once in a while, he will give you a kick in the rear. And if you don't get it, now, if you don't get it, if you just go on your happy way and God hasn't decided to kick you, maybe, maybe he's not your God. See, and you can just go on your merry way, merry way, I don't care, doing whatever you want to do, never, never serving, never worshiping, never praising God, and you calling yourself a Christian and you haven't got a good kick in the rear, maybe. Maybe you ain't worthy of a kick. Maybe you're not worthy of a kick. You know, you know, you know I want to be worthy of a kick. I want to be worthy of a kick. You remember, you remember Joshua? Remember Joshua? Y'all remember Joshua? The Bible says Joshua, after his troops with the AI, they got... They got turned around. They got they got whooped on by this little, little, little country. Okay? Uh-huh. Okay? I'm in Joshua 7, verse 6. Now watch this. Watch what Joshua does. And 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 the more I study this, the more I study this, I'm thinking, Joshua might have knew there's some stuff going on in the house of God. Somebody asked me, somebody asked me a while ago, and he said, Do you really, really know what be going on in church? Yeah, I, I really do. I think most preachers know they got mess in their church. I think most preachers and most preachers know who in their church and how the people in their church is living. I, I, I think most people, preachers know. Okay, unless unless you got a one of them big churches, you know. I, I call it. I call them the big churches. They, you know, they got two nurseries. See, a lot of, a lot of church. Like, hey, what you mean they got two nurseries? They got see a lot of people take their kids. They say we got to go to this church because they got nice nurseries. They got to bounce around. They got swing sets. They doing a lot of things for the kids. I heard one preacher this week say we doing cool things at our church. God ain't doing cool things. God is is about to touch down on this world. Okay, God is about ready to. Come back to this world. Let me tell you something. If you are a Christian and you believe that we're not living in the very last days, something wrong. Okay? Because all the prophecies been fulfilled. All we got to do now is wait for him to show up. He's going to show up. He's going to show up. So going back to Joshua. Joshua was... He going to God. He going to God. I see these guys. They doing their faith walks and, and, they, and they praying and they walking around the neighborhoods. And, and, and let me tell you something. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. But you better take care of your business first. Okay? You better take care of your business. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I have, listen, ain't nothing wrong with having a faith walk. But you better make sure you walk in right yourself. Okay? And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until evening time. He was sincere about this. And he and the elders of Israel put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, oh, Lord God, 
Where, wherefore has thou at all brought this people over to Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. God, he, he, just, he just letting it all hang out. Oh, Lord, what should I say when Israel turned their backs before the enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land, stay with me, hear it. And she'll envour around us and cut off our name from the earth. And what will thou do unto thy great name now? That's Joshua's prayer. That's Joshua's prayer. Oh, it's so beautiful. So beautiful. But God give him an answer. Watch what God gives. God gives him. Okay. Now think about this. We ain't God. All of us like Joshua. We go to the God, we go to God with our issues, we go to God with our marital problem, we go to God with our financial problem, we go to God with our health problem, we go to God with all this stuff. We got a lot of stuff going on. All of us in here got a lot of stuff going on. And we take it to the Lord God, bless me, deliver me, save me, strengthen me, show me your grace, show me your mercy. And, and watch how God answers Joshua. I think he answers us a lot the same way. And the Lord said unto Joshua, get thee up. Wherefore lies thou upon thy face? So, so God all knowing, He like God said, you already know what's going on. I'm not reading too much into it. God is saying, Joshua, I know all your hearts. And He says this in verse eleven. You can put all everybody can put their address down. Israel have sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I have commanded them, for they have even taken up the accursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled also and they put and they have put it even among their own stuff. Huh? And you didn't know none of this, Joshua? Nobody came to you and whispered in your ear and said, hey, look, you know what God told us not to do and we didn't done it. Now, I don't think, I, I, I don't think I'm reading too much into it. Okay. What was we talking about Wednesday night? Y'all help me. If my people, okay, who are called by my name, okay, come on, help me, help me, will humble themselves. I mean, humble themselves, say with me, humble themselves. That means, that means get up off your high horse, stop praying all these flowery prayers, humble yourself, and, and admit that you need the Lord, okay? Admit that you are a fallen creature covered in sinful flesh, and, and sometimes this flesh gets the best of us. Amen. Sometimes this flesh gets the best of us. Paul said, I fought a good fight. And the reason he said I fought a good fight because the flesh fight back. Amen. Okay? Paul said, I did the best I could with the flesh. Okay? He said, I fought a good fight. Let me tell you what the flesh don't do. Don't fight a good fight. It'll hit you, it'll hit you after the bell ring. It'll hit you below the belt. It'll, it'll, it'll bite your ear off. Flesh, let me tell you something. The flesh don't fight fair. Okay? Now, if we what? Humble ourselves. Where we go? Pray and pray. Okay? What are we praying for? What are we praying for? In that situation, what are they praying for? They're praying for the heal of the land. They're praying for the heal of the land. They're doing faith walks and they want to see, they want to see all the gun violence stop. But they got bigger issues than that. 
We got bigger issues than that because the same people who are praying that all the gun violence stuff is still supporting stuff that ain't just not sitting right with God. Okay? You can't pray for all the gun violence and stop it. You don't pray that the, these young women will start taking their babies to the, the abortion clinics and, and all this other stuff. I mean, it's just a two-way street. God saying, look, how am I answering your prayer? You got all, you're just filthy. You're just filthy. We got some work to do. Because I want God to answer the prayers. I want to see the gun violence stop. Yes, yesterday was like little Chicago yesterday in Youngstown. Shooting everywhere. They're shooting up the girls now. And it's close. It's close. And we know some of these folks and we know some of these parents and we know and sooner or later it's going to get real close. Okay? It's not going to stop on its own. But if my people who are called by my name okay humble themselves pray what? And seek my face. Now seeking of his face means what? Seeking his will. God, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to do? Okay? God needs some warriors. God needs some fighters. God needs some folks out there that's delivering the word, preaching the word, teaching about Jesus Christ. We, we've dropped the ball. You see, it's not the church. See, the church's responsibility is not the school board. Okay? It's not the school board. It's not politics. It's not getting involved in all that stuff. The church, the church is a place where the word of God should be. Preached and delivered on a regular basis. Okay? You ought not be known for your political views. You ought not be known as a pastor. You ought not be known for your political views. You ought to be known as the one who don't deliver that word. Come what may. Come what may. And they're going to come some heat with it. They're going to come some heat with it. See? See, when the preachers show up and you come to another preacher's church and say, you know, you, 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 need, to, you need to stop saying stuff. I don't need to stop saying nothing. If my people who are called by my name, what? Shall humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, then, oh, thank you, Sylvia, and turn. From their wicked ways. So when I go down to newcomers town and there ain't no preachers. The only black church, all the black churches down there shut down. There's a problem. Amen. There's a problem. Yes, there see, see, there was a time back in the day where, where churches would be so big. They would have so many preachers. They would send a preacher to Newcomersville. <laughs> they would. And they would start a church. They say, hey, the preacher down here getting old. You got any young preachers that you can send down here. And then you have a church with 20 members got 15 people in the pulpit. And they ain't none of them getting out of their comfort zone. Okay? Who, who, was, who was it? Philip? Philip, Philip was, a, was, a, was, a, was a prophet, not a prophet, but he was an evangelist. And, 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 and there was revival going on in Jerusalem. And God called Philip and said, you need to go to the desert. There's a person there that needs to hear the word of God. And he, Philip didn't say, listen, we're having a good time here. We got a mega church. We got, we got 10,000 members, man. People getting saved up the right. Folks speaking in tongues and getting slain in the spirit. He said, no, you go to the desert. Now, we don't hear nothing about Philip saying, well, you know what? I ain't desert ready. Okay? You don't hear nothing about Philip saying, well, you know what? The desert churches don't pay you enough. Okay? 
Yeah, see, a lot of churches can't find pastors because they can't they can't afford a pastor. Mm-hmm. 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 Listen, listen, you got a church, sixty members, all of them on fixed income. Okay, and the pastor wants a thousand dollars a week and insurance and a car and a housing loan. Where are you getting that from? Where are you getting that from in Youngstown? What church in Youngstown can do that? Not a one. Not a one. And the churches is closing. And the churches is closing. Yeah. Let me tell you something. God take care of his peoples. Amen. God take care of his pastors. Okay? So if God say, you know what? Pastor Neil, you need to, you need to send one of your men to Newcomers Town. Are you ready for a call like that? Ready for a call like that? How about that? If my people, okay, shall humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, in turn, right? Am I, am I there? In turn, not three sixty. See, so many, so many Christians just turn 360. They, they, they do the wilderness turn. They just walk in a circle. No, you turn 180 and you turn away from some stuff. Okay? Now, seek his face. Seek his face. Seek his face. And he'll tell you what he needs you to do. And I'm going to guarantee you something. I'm going to guarantee you, Jeremy. I'm going to guarantee you this. And Thomas, I'm going to tell you, guarantee you this. And when God, what God tells you to do. It's not going to fit your schedule. It's not going to fit your agenda. It's not going to be comfort. It's not going to say, well, you know what? I, uh, you know, I'm, 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 uh, you know, Wednesday night is bingo night. And, you know, me and my wife been going bingo. Or me and my wife, we bowl in the bowling league. And we golf in the golf club. Or that's the night we go out to dinner. Let me tell you something. God don't care about all that. Amen. See, when you call him Lord, that means. Okay. When you call him Lord. That takes your schedule out of. Amen. Okay. So I could have called somebody this morning. I could say, you know what? I understand somebody died down in Newcomers Town and the Newcomersville. What's it called, Vaughn? Newcomers, Newcomers Town. I know somebody died down there, but you know what? I got Sunday school teaching. It's one of my favorite lessons. <laughs> and that's an hour and a half drive one way and. And I may get to church a little late if I do that. So can you call another chaplain? Let me tell you something. God don't work like that. Amen. I got too much on the line. I got too many prayers out there. I got prayers out there. I'm praying for folks all the time. And I need, I need, I don't need, I don't need to have some stuff saying, you know what? God said, well, you know what? You, you, you asking me for stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I call you mm-hmm. to go to this saint's of God's house yeah. down in Shantyville. Yeah. You tell me no because it's gonna uncom- it's gonna take you out of your comfort zone. See, don't work like that. Don't it don't like work that. like that. Amen. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Amen. Let me finish with this 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 one this one verse. Are y'all familiar with it? It's Paul. It's Paul. And I just want to break it down like I've not broken it down before. Okay? It's Paul in in Second Timothy chapter 4. Now, I've already touched it a little bit. But I just want to walk through it with you because, because I believe that this is an example for all of us. And if we're going to stand before God, we're going to stand before God. We, we, listen, I, I know too many Christians. 
And I, I don't want none. Of, I don't. I, I don't want none of y'all sitting up here. It's y'all on y'all deathbed, and they got the morphine drip going, and you scared to death about dying. Okay, that is not how we need to go out. Amen. Okay, I, I'm, that's my prayer. I don't want none of us going out like that. You know, oh Lord, I don't want to go. Hold my hand. Don't let me. This is, you know, listen. Some be like the Wizard of Oz. Remember the Wizard of Oz? When the lion was getting ready to meet the wizard. Oh, man, his knees were shaking. His knees were shaking. And he was scared to death. Listen, we can't be scared to death to meet the Lord. Amen. We can't be scared like that to meet the Lord. Watch Paul. Watch Paul. This is just so wonderful. I know I, I know it's moving up the charts. One of my, we started getting the top five of my favorite sermons or favorite scriptures. Paul says in first, second Timothy 4, 6, he said, for I'm not ready. Okay. I'm not ready. How about that? How about that? See, 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 we ought to be, we ought to be that way. We ought to be ready. Amen. Okay. Now, now that's a, that's a personal question. But I can sit here and tell y'all something. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Now, now, now people, you don't know if you, I know I'm ready. Okay. I know I'm ready. And, and ain't nobody going to sit here and tell you, you know what you want us to do, everything to keep you alive, and put you on the ventilator, put you on this. I already know. Cindy already know. I ain't, I don't put me on all that stuff. Don't hook me up on all that stuff because I'm ready. Okay? I'm ready. Well, I can say like Paul said, I am ready to be ready now to be offered. Okay? That's some serious stuff. I hear these folks. They put them on TV. Don't put me on TV. I ain't taking COVID. I ain't taking no vaccine. Let me tell y'all something. And if I get it, if I get it, I don't know. I, I'm not going to stop doing ministry. And if I get it, don't, don't be bringing them cameras up in there talking about, you know what? He on ventilator now. He was against the vaccine. And, and oh, here's what he had to say. I wish I wish I, I wish I would have took it. Don't, I'm not don't, I'm not going out like no punk. I ain't taking it. I ain't taking it. And if it take me out, I'm just going out. OK, because something's going to take me out one day, Margaret. Amen. And you ain't getting out of here alive. Okay? Folks in here, huh? Listen, listen. Let me tell you something. Hell, the lake of fire, is going to be full of fully vaccinated folk. That's right. <laughs> 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 let, me, let me say that again, just for the record. Hell, the lake of fire, will be full of fully vaccinated folks. Okay? Let me tell you something. And I'm not anti-vax. Take it if you want to. I'm not going to I'm not going on record saying, you know, I told the church everybody here to take it because if one of y'all take it and die, then y'all going to come back and tell me whether the pastor told her to take it. I ain't telling none of y'all to take it. Y'all do what y'all want to do. Amen. That's a personal That's a personal thing cuz we got insurance. See, y'all don't understand. We got insurance here. We got a big insurance bill. Okay? So if I was sit here and say, Sylvia, you need to take the shot. And she takes the shot and then she come back two, two weeks later walking like this. <laughs> Pastor told me to take the shot. I'm suing the church, see? And she would have she would have a case. She would have a case. So for the record, Vaughn, this pastor ain't telling nobody to tell you. <laughs> Uh, Paul said, I'm, I'm ready. He was a ready servant. Watch this. Watch this. Here's the second part. He said, for now I'm ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. How about that? 
You know that word departure mean? He's a, that's an airport word. I mean, when Paul got to the airport and it was time to go, he didn't. He got on his flight. Okay, he didn't get up to the to the to the to the to the desk and say, "Oh, I forgot my carry-on bag. Oh, I forgot this. Oh, I forgot that." No, he was ready. He said, "He said I was ready," and the time of my departure was at hand. Amen. And here we go. Here's the part I like. He said. I fought a good fight. He said, I fought a good fight. Okay? See, we, we live in an age now. We live in an age now. Let me tell you something. We live in an age now where we, we, we lift folks up for quitting. How can you? You didn't quit. You didn't, you didn't quit. You didn't drop out. Okay? You didn't drop out. I, I can't compete. I got, I got mental problems. I got stuff on my, head, my mind. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay? Let me tell you something. Competing on a high level is all mental. Okay? It's all mental. It's all mental. He said, I fought a good fight. Paul said, I fought a good fight. And watch what he says next. This ought to, this ought to, this ought to, this ought to give you strength. He said, I didn't quit. And we know Paul's record. I mean, he had an opportunity to quit. He got stoned. They stoned him. He was shipwrecked. He had a viper on his hand. He never quit. He said, I fought a good fight. Mm-hmm. And he says this, I have finished my course. I didn't quit. I didn't drop out. I didn't disqualify myself. I finished. I finished. And let me tell you, son, it's getting tough for some of y'all. Y'all think it ain't tough for me? Y'all think it ain't tough for me? Preaching 52 weeks in a row? Teaching Sunday school, trying never to miss a Wednesday night, and, and, and preparing and preaching. I'm not sitting up here giving y'all reruns. The best of Pastor Neil. Amen. I have not preached a sermon twice since I've been here. And I prepare every day and every week, and I deliver. And it gets tough. And sometimes they say, you know what? Listen, folks don't even want to hear that mess you're talking about. Just about every Thursday, he show up and say, you know, folks don't want to hear that. And then if a Thursday or Friday come by and say don't show up, then I'll be scared. I'll be worried. Because I have to depend on that. But it's tough. And it's easy. Let me tell you, it's easy to quit. It's easy to quit. It's easy to quit. You got to put your pedal to the metal. Paul said, I fought a good fight. And how he did too. Read about him. Go to Philippians and read about Paul. Paul fought a good fight. When he, when, he, when he got done fighting, he said, I finished my course. Okay. How did I do it? Watch this. Here's how he did it. Here's how he did it. Here, if anybody's going to do it, you're going to do it the same way Paul did. He said it like this. I have kept the faith. Amen. Okay. Without faith, you ain't got no fight. Mm-hmm. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, God's not going to stand with you. He's not going to stand with you when you're going through them valleys, when you're going through them dark days. Like I told his family this morning, grieving over their mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, Weeping may enjoy, endure for what? Nice. A night. But the joy coming back. The joy coming back. Keep the faith. Now, if you don't have faith, your joy may not come back. I know folks today still mourning over folks that have died hundreds of years ago. Maybe not that long. <laughs> Still morning. Guess what? I listen. It's appointed other man wants to die. Everybody in this room leaving here. 
And, and it's a good thing to be reminded of it. Okay? And, and, and me reminding you constantly ought to be like, you know what? I need to get it together. Okay? Dying is expensive. Dying is expensive. You know, folks, folks can't, can't even afford to die. And had all they like to prepare for it. Spiritually. Spiritually it's expensive. Let me keep going. So we see Paul was ready. He was, uh, he was, he was, he was uh, commissioned. He knew that his departure was at hand. He was the victorious. He said, I fought a good fight. He was, he was a successful athlete. He using that athletic terms, terminology here. He said, I finished my course. How about that? How about that? He, I finished my course. I used to run the 440-meter dash in high school. The 440, they call it the 440. Hardest race there is to run. It's hard because it's like a full sprint for 440 yards. They call it the 400-meter now. Let me tell you something. I dreaded it because it hurt so bad. It hurt so bad. Them last 100 yards hurt so bad. They used to say, well, you know, we got the monkey on your back. And you have to fight through them last 100 yards. And that ran, and that ran, we, we, if anybody familiar with ran back in the day, they had the tunnel. When you run in track, you go through, when you take the first bend, you know, you come out of the tunnel. And, 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 and folks be running in there, and they be first. And whoever came out of the tunnel, they start screaming, you know. And I will always want to be coming out of the tunnel first. But that, I tell you what, in that, in that second tunnel, on the other side, on the top part, when you come up out of that one, you, your legs feel like they weigh 100 pounds. But guess what? When you got done, you just passed out. Everybody just passed out. You passed out. But you can sit back and say, what? I finished my course. I finished my course, and I can enjoy the rest of the track meet. Okay? <laughs> Paul, Paul was successful. He was faithful. He said, I kept the faith. Mm-hmm. Are you faithful? Are you faithful? Let me tell you something. Life gonna beat you down. Amen. Problems gonna come. Trials gonna come. Tribulation gonna come. Loved ones gonna die. Loved ones gonna die. Folks gonna die. Somebody said folks dying and they never died before. Folks are dying. Your loved ones gonna die. Okay. And 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 and, and I'm like, you always talking about dying. Listen, I need to because what I see at funerals ain't right. I mean, ninety years old. I, I, 90 years old, I go, I go visit a family. See, well, they're 96 years old, but don't tell them they're on hospice because they don't want to know they die. 96 years old? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, you're 96 years old and you don't want to... I had one lady tell me, no, you ain't no use you coming, chap. You don't waste your time. He's not going to listen to you. Wait a minute. You don't know. Thief on the cross? We don't know the thief on the cross. He listened Keep on pressing on. Keep on telling them about Jesus. Keep on telling them about Jesus. Don't stop. See, the Satan wants you to stop. Satan wants you never to say nothing. Listen, he ain't no good. He ain't never going to be no good. Leave him alone. He wasted your time. Let me tell you something. They said that about Paul. They would have said that about Paul. They would have said that about Rahab. They would have said that about a whole lot of folks that's in, that's in heaven. Okay? Don't give up on your loved one. Keep on loving them and keep on telling them about Jesus. Keep on telling them about Jesus. Paul, Paul, Paul was rewarded for keeping his faith and for finishing the course and for fighting a good fight. He was rewarded. He was rewarded. Watch what he says. He said, henceforth is laid up for me. A crown of righteousness. How about that? A crown of righteousness. And, and then, he, then, he, then, he, then he brings us all into it. 
He brings us all into it. He said, henceforth is laid up for me. Personal. I had a personal relationship with him. And it's laid up for me at that day. Okay. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, watch this, shall give me at that day. Not, and not only to me. Here we go. And not only to me. Not only to me. But unto all them also that love his appearing. That's the key. That's what John's talking about here. He says in verse 17, herein is love made perfect. Watch this. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. That we may love his appearing. How about that? How about that? You know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, you get on hospice, you use 80 years old, 85 years old, 90 years old, and you get on hospice and you don't, or you, you don't got to be that old. Somebody come to you and say, well, I think about Teddy. When she used to tell me, she said, the doctor came out and told me, Teddy, you, you got bone marrow, you're probably going to live another year. Teddy said, okay, next question. See, ready. See, ready. So, so the guy, you know, if you come to you and say, hey, look, you know, I listen to Christine. Hey, you know, your baby's father, he got diabetes, he had a heart attack. He ain't got long on this earth. Christine, you need to have you need to have yourself down there and say, hey, look, for God so loved the world. Yes, yes, yes. Okay? For God so loved the world yes. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And and you 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 know, I'm not saying give him last rights or anything like that, but I'm telling him just give him the gospel. Assurance. One more time. Mm-hmm. One more time. Because something, knowing that you die and do something to you. Amen. Okay, change your whole idea about this thing. We're going to pray for him. We're going to pray for all you guys. Precious Lord, thank you this morning. Amen. Thank you, Father God, for the boldness that the believer has, Father God. We all need to be stronger and more and more committed to the things of God. We all need to know the scriptures a little, a little more, a little more better. We all need to get stronger. Because this life, Father God, is a tough one. Amen. But when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for these people, Father God, who've come out, Father God, on this Sunday. We ask that you bless them in a mighty way. In Jesus' name. Amen.